Chapter 6 of The Chinese Kitten. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bob B. The Chinese Kitten by Edna Adelaide Brown. Chapter 6. The 17th of September was Dora's birthday. On Thursday night, she went to bed expecting to feel quite different when she waked in the morning and was nine instead of eight. But she didn't. She felt just the same. The day was bright and sunny, but cold. Lucy looked out to see whether there had been a frost. So far as she could see, nothing was touched in the garden. Even the nasturtiums, which get discouraged and turn black if the thermometer casts a glance toward the freezing point, were looking as alert and cheerful as usual. When the children were dressed, they ran downstairs. Lucy went into the kitchen to help Mother. Dora sat down in the parlor and tried to read. The birthday girl never helped about breakfast. She didn't even come near the table till she was called. Dora simply couldn't read. She knew there was to be a surprise, and she wanted to think how pleasant it would be. Out in the kitchen, she could hear Lucy whispering to Mother, and then came a rustle of paper as though somebody was arranging soft packages. "'Breakfast is ready,' called Lucy at last. "'All right for you to come, Dora.' Dora didn't need to be called but once." nobody does on a birthday morning. She saw that her plate was covered with bundles, and then she had to hide because Uncle Dan said that her nose must be buttered, and that she should have nine spanks and one to grow on. Dora had to dodge around the table till Mother told Uncle Dan to sit down and behave properly. Uncle Dan put down the butter knife, and Dora let him catch her and give her ten love pats and a big hug. Then father kissed her, and Dora said that if they wasted any more time, the children would be late for school, and father and Uncle Dan would be late for work. Dora sat down at her place and picked up the first package. It was fat and not a bit heavy. She opened it to find some yarn, soft, and of the prettiest blue you can imagine. Dora didn't know it, but it was the color of her eyes. "'That is to make you a sweater,' said mother." I'm going to knit one like Mary Burton's. You said you liked hers so much. Dora was delighted. She kissed Mother and looked very happy. My old sweater is growing so small, she said. Will you knit it soon, Mother? I will begin it this evening, said Mrs. Merrill. I want some work to pick up after supper. It is the color I like best, said Dora, and she opened another package. This was from Olive, and it contained two new hair ribbons. One was blue and exactly matched the sweater yarn. The other was pink. Dora liked them both. The next package was small and heavy, and Dora wondered what it could be. It was a paint box with paints, of all the different colors that any picture could possibly need. This was from Uncle Dan, and Dora went straight and hugged him. "'How did you know I wanted a paint box?' she asked. "'I wanted it very much, and I didn't expect to have one.' "'A little bird told me,' said Dan promptly. I guess it was an olive bird, laughed Dora. I don't remember telling anybody but Olive how much I wanted one. Lucy was eager for Dora to open her gift. Dora thought it was lovely. It was a roll of colored papers and paper lace for making hats and dresses for paper dolls. Such a gift was most desirable for work on winter evenings. Now two packages were left, one of which had come through the mail. Dora opened the other first. This was from Father, and was a copy of Alice in Wonderland. Dora loved that story. She had borrowed it many times from the public library, and never expected to have a copy of her own. 
Father explained that he had a chance to buy it through the printing press and knew she would like it. There is another part to my present, he said. Next week, there is to be a good film at the movies. Anne of Green Gables. You and Lucy and Mother are to see the afternoon performance. Lucy and Dora both had to hug Father now. It was not often that Mother let them go to the movie theater. She thought the pictures were not as nice as books. It would be great fun to see Anne, and all the more fun to know about it so long before. Now there was one package left to open, but under it, there were two postcards and a letter. One card was from Mr. Thorne, the rector of the church, where the Merrills went, and where Uncle Dan sang in the choir. The other was from Miss Page, Dora's Sunday school teacher. Both had remembered to send a birthday greeting. The letter and the package were from Miss Chandler. Dora took off the outer wrapper of the package and found a candy box, much like the one her pincushion had gone traveling in. But no candy, unless made of sea foam could be so light as that box. When she opened it, nothing showed but tissue paper. Very carefully, Dora pulled this out, and in the middle, wrapped in bright red paper so she could not fail to see it, was a small box tied with white ribbon. When she opened it, Dora gave a gasp. She was so surprised that she could not speak. Inside the box was a little thing, rolled in cotton, and when Dora's trembling fingers took it out, it was another charm for her to wear on her silver chain. This charm was a tiny kitten about three-quarters of an inch high. Unless it had upset a blueing bottle, no earthly kitten was ever that color. This one was deep blue, and it didn't seem to be made either of glass or metal. Its pointed ears gave it a surprised look, and its kitten face wore a pleasant expression— about its neck was a silver collar with a ring at the back to slip on a chain. About its feet its tail coiled tight as though to keep its paws from scattering. Anybody could see that it was an unusual kitten. Dora felt it must have a story. The letter is from Miss Chandler, said Mother. If you open it, Dora, it may tell you where the little cat came from. I suppose it is something she brought from Europe. The kitten had come from even farther than Europe. Dora read the letter aloud. Dear little Dora, many happy returns of your birthday. I hope you may have the nicest possible time. I am sorry Arcturus was so ungrateful as to run away from his kind mistress, but you know bears are wild at heart. I am sending you another pet in his place, one which I hope will be willing to stay at home. This is a Chinese kitten which came from the city of Hong Kong. If you drop it, it will not break, because it is made of stained ivory. Since you named your bear for a star, perhaps you may like a star name for this kitten. Would you like to call it Vega? That is the name of a brilliant star, which in summer is almost directly overhead. I am sure your uncle will help you find it. It is a star which shines with a blue light, so its name is suited to a blue kitten. Dora was delighted that the blue kitten should be named for a blue star. She stopped to say so before finishing the letter. I wanted to spend our birthday together, but I have to teach all day, so I made another plan, which mother will tell you. Dora at once turned to mother. I will tell you when you have eaten your porridge, said Mrs. Merrill. Your breakfast is getting cold, Dora. Eat your oatmeal and drink your milk. No, eat! No, go! said Uncle Dan. Dan, keep still, said Mrs. Merrill. Begin to eat, Dora.
Dora was too happy to feel hungry, but she knew the oatmeal must go down and that she must eat an egg and a slice of toast. When she had almost finished, Mrs. Merrill told the plan. I had a letter, too, from Miss Chandler, she said. She has invited you and Lucy to come into Boston tomorrow morning and stay with her until Sunday afternoon. Mother, may we? exclaimed Lucy and Dora in one breath. I never went to Boston but twice in my life, said Lucy. I never visit anybody overnight, said Dora. And then they both said, Mother, do let us. Father and I are willing you should go, replied Mrs. Merrill. Miss Chandler sent a dollar to pay for your tickets, and Father will put you on the eight o'clock train, and Miss Chandler will meet you in the north station. I didn't know Aunt Margaret kept house, said Lucy. It isn't a real house, said Mrs. Merrill. That is not like this one. She has some rooms in a big building. Mother, said Dora. Oh, Mother, may I take Aunt Margaret a piece of my birthday cake? How do you know there will be a birthday cake? asked Mrs. Merrill. Because there always is, said Dora. End of chapter 6 Recording by Bob B.